0: Welcome to another episode of Kill James Bond, I am Alice Goldwell-Kelly, I am joined by my friend Devon, and not by Abigail Thorne. That's right. She's been cancelled by us. Cancel culture. Uh, we We have seized control of the podcast at this time to do a sort of irrespective of gender boys night. And we're very pleased to be joined by Ben from Boonsa Vista to help us out. Ben, how's it going?
1: Oh, it's going very well, thank you, how are you guys? Um, Not well. too
2: bad. I mean, it's it's been difficult here at, at KJB Towers dealing with what it was that Abby said, um, mm-hmm, but we are just yeah. going to have to move past
0: it. Uh, disavow, disavow, completely disavow. We absolutely. Never, I, I've never believed anything like that about uh, where the borders of Serbia should be in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and no. now was the perfect time for you to outline your beliefs around the borders of everything
1: yeah, in that portion yeah.
0: of Europe. Have a sort yeah. of, uh, we have a segment on the show called Where Should the Borders of Israel be? Which we'll <laughs> be going into.
2: We shouldn't have debuted the one where we rank the Balkan states just based on, like, vibes. We shouldn't have done that. Uh, we no. do apologise. I stand I by what I said.
1: But- I was planning on us doing a little bit of a thing in this one where we say, who owns Pangong Lake? Uh, <laughs> and I think that could be a lot of fun for everyone involved.
0: <laughs> so... um. Abby, Abby has not been cancelled. What Abby was doing um, was—are we allowed to say that she was getting like S rank, sort of gold tier dome from like every clouted up trans woman in New York at the same time? Yeah,
2: yeah, she was in New York City having like an all trans eyes wide shut party. Um, (laughs) This
0: this is this is cool. It's fine. I hate her so much. Between, between this and like her owning the only model of the camera that makes her look great and everyone standing next to her look like shit, I I'm starting to have some real problems with that lady. I swear. But she will be back, assuming that she like recants what she says about Serbia for the next one. But for this one, she she gave us the option, right? She she was like, "Oh, do you want to do fucking some My Little Pony shit, some high femme shit?" And 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 we weren't. fuck, we're doing The Raid. Doing The Raid Redemption. We're doing a 2011 Indonesian martial arts movie that's, like, barely even a movie. And since I saw it, it's been all I've been able to think about. Uh, I'm I'm just calling people up on the phone, going, hey, have you seen The Raid? I saw this three times in, the like, two days (laughs) before recording this. I'm Raid-pilled,
2: you know? That's, That's going above and beyond. The line of duty for podcasting, right? There. Yeah,
0: well, I, I watched it twice in Indonesian and once in the English dub, which is just atrocious. Oh, <laughs> um, man.
1: I, I, so I saw the the English dub last night for the first time, having previously only watched the Indonesian version. <laughs> a few things really <laughs> pop out. One is that the dub is quite bad. That's the first. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Also, a completely different score, I didn't realise, done by Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park and another guy whose name I've forgotten. No uh, but way. also with a surprise song in the end credits uh that is also written by Mike Shinoda with vocals from the the front man of Deftones uh Cheeto, where I was just sitting there being like, Oh my god.
2: Yeah, very a very specific thing whole,
1: to try
0: to woo me with. A whole cultural <laughs> experience here. Um yeah. but I, I guess I guess we'll just get into it. I should say, when I said this is barely a movie, there is not a lot in the way of plot, right? But you're not watching this for the plot. Um noted old Dead idiot, Roger Ebert hated this movie. Oh right. God damn it, Roger! <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he gave it a one-star review on the basis what? that uh, this is this is nothing. There's nothing happening here. There's no plot. Uh, there's n- no detail. You know, it's uh, it's just guys kicking each other in the face for two hours. To which, y- yes, that's a valid criticism. However, fuck off. It's that's great. the exact
2: text of my five-star review that I left for yes. box. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: I don't... Sometimes Roger Aibut's decisions are just absolutely baffling. And his whole thing where he would, like, he believed that uh, movies should be rated based on what their intended audience will think about them. So he gave, like, the 2007 Transformers movie, he gave three out of four stars. (laughs) And then he watches something like this, which is, like, the perfect martial arts movie. And he's just, like, it's trash from the toilet. You idiots (laughs) wouldn't know how to break a heart if you had to. Like, strange... Strange,
0: He said it was too much like a video game for him, which does not make sense, and we'll get into why. Um, But so, we we begin at dawn, right, Mm -hmm. where our hero, we don't know shit about this guy yet, is at prayer. Um, We open explicitly with, check this shit out, this guy's Muslim, which is cool. I like that. Um, That's right. You don't see that in a lot of movies.
2: That's true. It's the first action that we see him take in the film, because that's what makes him indestructible is mm-hmm. um being muslim.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he's he's introduced as being muslim in like quite a conservative way too. Like he's praying fajr. His his like uh his wife isn't because she's pregnant, um but she like still wants to. Uh and it's intercut him praying with him like beating the absolute shit out of a punch bag. And what the movie wants you to get from this is this is a man who is both like physically and spiritually strong, right? And you don't get the one without the other. There's like a, an interesting shot where like he um he he like raises his finger and Tasha hood and then you see the finger go onto the, like onto the Glock after that and it's like okay I, I see I see the point that you're making here you know this is which is that violence is only uh, possible with the permission of Allah this is a, it's just like <laughs> great cool I agree with that um so, so so this movie has two two points to start with number one it's cool to be Muslim number two it's cool to be a cop. Um it, it's really you know, you see why I'm so excited for this. <laughs> it almost seems like I don't know if there's an equivalent of like the Islamic youth
1: pastor, the cool young imam, being like, <laughs> there is.: Oh, yeah. I bet you think it's pretty boring praying all the time. Well, check this guy <laughs> out. Is he boring?
0: Yeah, and he's the meanwhile he's landing fucking like combos on this punch bag.: Oh my um, God, can we talk about combos? I've because not learned
1: to pronounce the name of this martial art yet. Uh, it is, it's it's Penchak Silat. Uh,
0: Penchak Silat is fuck. like one of, uh, like, about 5,000 schools guys. of martial arts so in Indonesia. Sick. There's like one for each island, and there's like 5,000 islands in Indonesia, right? Hmm. And, it, it, like, I would describe the, well, if you were a practitioner of Penchak Silat, you would describe the deal of it as being sort of like a holistic version of like, Spiritual strength and, like, mental strength and physical strength, and you can't have one without the other. I would describe it as doing sick-ass combos on a motherfucker, because that's what it mostly manifests as. You don't see him doing a lot of meditation. You see him doing a lot of, like, breaking people's joints.
1: It seems like it's the martial arts version of that uh that one, like, classic Street Fighter competition video of the guy pulling off the, like, 25-punch combo perfectly. Like, yeah. it's just, yes. in the space of 10 seconds, it's like, fist, fist, elbow, fist fist elbow 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 fist all happening at an incredible speed where i don't even know if the impact would hurt you i think you're just getting dizzy and confused <laughs>
2: just like, <laughs> getting like vaguely slapped like a hundred times which yeah. to be fair like would annoy me after a while
0: because well, because the damage multiplies the higher the combo is no but, that hey, is the true. main That's right. sort of one of the main moves that uh the sort of silat practitioners in this have is to sort of like climb or descend a person like hitting each bone or joint on the way up or down them. (laughs) You see that like 50 times in this movie, it's always great. You see a guy like grab an ankle and sort of like punch the like shin Punch the knee, punch the thigh, punch the dick, and then just sort of go all the way up. It's like the like those old illustrations, like wound man, you know, you are getting punched in like every sort of like load-bearing surface in your body. Uh, but so uh our cop straps on his cop watch, which watchid.com helpfully informs me as a Hamilton khaki X-Mac. Uh,
2: oh good. <laughs> <laughs> the level of research we do for this podcast—I say I, we—I don't know why I said we just then. The level of research you do for this podcast really I'm, does I'm, take I'm me out sometimes. I'm out here sometimes. reading
0: the Foreign Military Studies Office essay, uh, like essays from them titled shit like the Indonesian military territorial operations 1995 to 2000. Um, I'm like I'm on top of this, and like I do want to talk about the the, the watch because this is not like a particularly expensive watch. I think it's well. Mm-hmm cast, in that it is a cop watch, and I say that derogatorily, right? It's big, and it's sort of brash and stuff. But it also sets up one of the first things about this movie, which is, they had a budget of zero (laughs) dollars. This isn't like a a Rolex or an Amiga, right? Because they didn't have the money for it, and they didn't have the connections. And Like, this movie was made by largely one Welsh man going to Indonesia and, like, making friends. Um, That's fucking right.
1: I really like that, uh, yeah, a lot of the praise for it has been like, oh, it's, it's genius because it's, uh, it's one, you know, it's one building. He limited it to one structure and he's just going through the floors. That's it. Nothing but combat. And like, literally, it's one building because that is, they could only afford the one. It was meant to be <laughs> yeah. set in a prison. They couldn't afford the multiple buildings of a prison. So, they're like, all right, apartment complex.
2: <laughs> also cool. I, I love the filmmaker so much. I do want to take a second here because Please. like, if if you've watched this movie, there is- a pretty high chance that you won't have noticed that the director is, is just a Welsh guy called yeah, he's Gareth, Gareth Evans. Evans and he just Oh,
1: he's credited <laughs> by all three of his names in this movie Gareth at least. Hugh Edwards That's apologies. right,
2: because he's Welsh <laughs> That's fucking right he is He went to the University of South Wales, did screenwriting and then he did like one um, documentary in Indonesia where he just saw someone do Penchak salat and was like, holy fuck
0: <laughs> Which you would! Like I, I'm, I'm telling you right now. If you haven't seen this movie, first of all, you should. Second of all, if you go to the Wikipedia page for Penetraxelat right now, you will see a large number of very high-resolution photos of men flipping each other over in like rice paddies and shit. It's incredible looking. It's like so striking to look at, even more so in motion. And so our boy Gareth like saw this and like he saw his whole career out in front of him at that
2: moment. That's right. And I respect that very deeply. He was even, like, action choreographer on these things. Like, this, this is a man who saw a martial art and just absolutely fell in love. Mm-hmm. And I respect that immensely.
1: Which is, a uh, it's exactly the same origin story as the movie Miami Connection, except with really, really different results.
2: Check
0: out yeah. Miami Connection. <laughs> so, so our cop Rama, he, like, runs into his dad on the way out of his building and he's like, yeah, I will bring back my long lost brother. Again, bare bones of a plot. We then cut to the SWAT team van because Rama is a cop and he's, That's he's like right on he's on the SWAT team and he's like the rookie he's new and the- I don't know if there's mm. some cultural context
1: lost there but it the, the establishing shot of the SWAT van almost makes it seem like it's being played for comedy it's a very small van
2: it is <laughs> a ricky. Really yeah
1: it's like a like a high ace or something like a yeah like mid-early 90s, small Mitsubishi van with maybe some armored windows on it, but you, like, when they, they show the inside of it that they pull out, you're like,
0: oh, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I really have some thoughts on this, right, which is, uh, you know, I, I want to get into at some point in the movie End of Watch, right, because a couple of reasons. I think it's one of the sort of cornerstones of what fascist filmmaking in the 21st century is going to be. But also, part of that depends on it making cops vulnerable, Right, and we know that that's something that you have to work quite hard at in fiction because there's a lot of very good real life reasons why cops aren't vulnerable most of the time. Right, in the same way, like this movie, they don't have any really fancy police equipment. They've got like sort of like plastic airsoft helmets. They've got a shitty, uh, shitty van. They don't even have like badges or patches or anything because it was too expensive right but it aligns with the narrative because it makes them look like assholes it makes them look like nobodies mm. um you would be forgiven watching this movie for thinking that like indonesia had just invented the concept of police because the briefing that they get on the way in is oh we got to we got to raid this tower block this guy right tama the guy who runs it he 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 doesn't like the police very much he's got like um arm, an army of gangsters we're really sort of like on the precipice here there is like No one else. It's just us, and the Indonesian the Indonesian police. Like Indonesia was a military dictatorship until like 1998, right? And like since then, the US and to a certain extent also Australia have been like very invested, literally and uh, metaphorically, in Indonesia having a strong policing institution for like anti terrorism reasons and stuff like that. So you look up the like who these guys are meant to be, and real Indonesian cops they look like sort of. Tactical cops everywhere. They have all of this, you know, very scary stuff. They have the big armored vehicles. Um, and in fact, they look quite lurid by Western standards. Lots of like red and yellow and everything. Um, it, they don't look like these guys, but these guys look like they should be scared. Uh, and I think it's sort of one of those things where the the like financial part of making this movie like really helps the story. Um, and then uh. The- what you are saying about
1: the looking like they had airsoft helmets on? They were wearing exclusively airsoft gear as well. Yes, the, the guns yes. they were carrying were all airsoft guns. So every single muzzle flash, every casing ejected, every like, uh, yeah, every single thing that looks like the action of a gun was added in post because they couldn't afford anything except airsoft guns, which is delightful. It also seems like so much work.
0: Oh yeah. They even have the like the airsoft vest, the like, uh, the cross drawer one that like, if you Google airsoft vest is like the third result with the cushioned <laughs> shoulders because it's the cheapest one. <laughs> and so that's just what they have. Um, but so but
2: you got to make a movie. Yeah,
0: you do. You, you got to make a million movie. dollars. Do you got to make, make a, a million movie. dollars. That's Werner do
1: Herzog quote. If you have to work in a dirty video store, What's he basically just he uses a really specific example of being like, even if you don't have money, you should make a movie. Even if you have to work in a pornographic bo- bookstore or whatever, like, those aren't mm-hmm. the only kind of jobs available now, but I, c- I can see where you're coming from. I understand the point.
0: Well, I- I- our cop, Rama, the-, the actor playing him, EcoOS, was working as a-, a delivery driver for the phone company when he got cast to do this. So Amazing. Um, but yeah, so-, so their sergeant, the SWAT sergeant, uh, Jaka, he like gives them their briefing, which is... There's a big apartment block, this guy, Tama, runs it, he's got a drug lab in there, he's got two lieutenants, and I I, I didn't grab this as a drop, but I do love it as a, a like, a sentence, a maniac of feet and fists that would tear <laughs> down walls for his boss, and the other one, Andy. Yeah, and Andy, who is and, also and... present.
2: Don't worry, if- <laughs> he like keeps the mad dog in line, it's like, does he? Yeah. How the fuck does he?
0: We got we we Mad Dog and Andy, and we see, then, at this point, uh, Mad Dog, Tama, and Andy, uh, Tama's just eating some noodles, and then he executes some guys, um, and we see that he executes them, like, he goes to the extra mile to, like, kill the last one with a hammer, instead of shooting him, because he, like, chooses sadism, because he's a bad dude. Um, he's also, a, a, kind of, all of these dudes are really grimy looking, and like it, it, Thomas spends most of the movie in like a string vest. Um, and it's like that's a conscious decision because, like Gareth Edwards said, he didn't want to do like a sort of like a, you know, sort of colorful suit kind of
2: gangster. Um, oh, yeah. But no, these boys are damp. Like the yeah. entire movie, these fellas are damp.
1: But they're also which would be.
2: in sort of like the damp
1: and disheveled version of like late 90s land party wear mm. like all of the clothes are quite sensible that everybody's wearing they're not like stylish they're, but they're not super practical also it's very odd you just look at everyone you're just like that uh, guys wearing like a hoodie and jeans oh, all right cool
0: yeah. yeah so they they stop they uh, arrive at the sort of apartment building which is this yeah, this great shot of of Jaka, like, sort of looking around a corner and seeing this thing looming up at him, and it looks like absolute shit, too. It's not like a tall, tall building, it's just, like, a very hostile-looking one. It looks menacing. <laughs> they they lied about
1: the size of it on the posters. The, like, tagline yeah. for the movie was, like, 30 floors of death, and it's a 15-floor apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right.
0: It, was, it just You gotta sell the sizzle, baby! Up. That's you- right people want more floors <laughs> they want more floors <laughs> <laughs> so they, they they like stealthily infiltrate the building by one one of them like one of these cops gets out his arresting garrote right that's right <laughs> and just perfectly like hitman agent 47's the lookout
2: yeah we 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 get two things in quite rapid succession while while they're in the van on their way to it we get the first like hint that maybe this isn't A completely sanctioned mission that's going on here, because Rama's like, "All right, why now? Why are we doing this now? And why are we doing it?" To which the dude's like second in command, who I think's like, "Oh God, what's his fucking name?" Boa is just like, "Shut up!" How about that? Yeah, he goes, (laughs) "All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough."
0: I I like Boa a lot. He learns nothing and is a cunt to everyone. Yeah. Which, a- as we see, because as they get to the door of the building, a guy is trying to bring medication to his sick mm-hmm. wife, and Boa goes, ah, "No, you fucking don't. Stay, stay back from the thing, because we're we're busy doing cop shit." And Rama is the one to like play good cop. He like pushes him away, and he's like, "No, just just give it a minute, right? We're, we'll we'll be in and out. We're just you know, sort of like nipping in to like kill this guy." Um. Oh, and by the way, I should say they are explicitly going to kill this guy. This isn't an oh, arrest. Them. The guy. It's no. You. You. It's an assassination.
2: And We also meet um, Earth's most nervous lieutenant, which is a guy called Waiyu, who is just... Yes. He's already at the apartment block when they get there, and he is just, like, God's perfect nervous guy. (laughs) You can tell he has absolutely no business being there at all. He looks like he just came straight from a desk. Visibly corrupt. Oh, completely. Like, sweating bullets every single second of the day. He's, like, wearing, like, just a normal T-shirt... And like a bulletproof vest, no hat or anything.
0: So they sneak their way into the building, they ambush a bunch of people, they like zip tie a bunch of people, which you want to be careful with. Um, Also, they're just regular zip ties because they couldn't afford the like flex cuffs, which is very funny. Um, And all of the sort of like weapon handling, room clearing stuff is fine. It's good. They're trained with the Indonesian military to do that, which is like probably the least reprehensible thing the Indonesian military has ever trained anyone to do. And then. Listen, it was either that or I referenced the time that, like, this, like the Indonesian police squad this is supposed to be arrested a terrorism suspect and kicked him in the ribs so hard he died of a heart attack. Which is sort of an occupational hazard when, like, you're into your penchak salat, perhaps. It's just one
2: of the techniques of penchak salat, I believe. Yeah, just kick a guy in the ribs until yeah. he dies. Um, it's like the five-point exploding heart technique, right? But it's, it's just yeah, sort of the, the one-point... Exploding yeah. art technique. Exploding yeah.
1: stomach technique. <laughs>
2: That's right. Yeah. Um, so, they, so they clear three floors. Um, absolutely mm. no easy. Should be a, a piece of cake. But then they make the the classic cop mistake, which is they don't kill a kid fast enough. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: One of the like kid lookouts makes a run for it, gets killed a second too late by the sort of nervously corrupt detective, right? Yeah. And then they are unable to, like, chase the second kid lookout down before he, like, activates I the big alarm had a chain of thing.
1: boys, was there, yeah. as <laughs> sort of a safeguard.
0: <laughs> and the, if you a
1: terrible fleet of the Maxon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they just got some stairwell boys. They just got yeah. some
1: boys stood in the stairwell. A boy on every stair. That's the promise. (laughs)
0: That's right. (laughs) Yeah. But they're sort of like Alconis or whatever. Um, They're they're boys. One of them gets to the intercom and he goes, it's the cops moments before being tackled. And I guess arrested. Also Mm -hmm.
1: introduces some bullet time into the mix uh, Mm -hmm. with the extremely, like, quite at odds slow motion of the bullet versus the slow motion of the child that's getting shot by the bullet. Where mm-hmm. I think if you sped
0: it up to normal speed, that bullet would still be travelling at, like, three <laughs> yeah. foot a minute. <laughs> also, we do see that Jaka, like, tries to stop the lieutenant from, like, shooting the kid, because he's, like, a good cop. He's, like, a good mm-hmm. guy. Um, but, so, the alarm gets raised, and we see that Thomas has just been watching this whole sh- his, this whole shit on, like, CCTV anyway. He's already, like, aware of it. But he calls his sniper team, who get a better entrance than the SWAT team do. Um, and I love these guys. These are my boys in this movie. Uh, cause, you know what? They show up, they do the job, they, they survive the movie, as far as we know. They just get oh, out. Oh, yeah! Good point. They'd, yeah, yeah they, just, they just leave?
2: <laughs> yeah, they a long off. job to do. They <laughs> do it, and then they're like, yeah. alright, beautiful. Clock two two guys
0: it. with sniper rifles just set up in the building opposite and, like, kill all the cops on the outside. Uh, because like in a, in a sort of fictionalized version of Indonesia where everyone specialized in melee fight, it's both smart and like, uh, safe to be a sniper. Cause mm. you know, what are they going to do? Run all the way up there and then like punch all of your like joints and stuff. No, you shoot them first. Easy.
1: I have a deep suspicion that these two guys have explored each other's bodies. They're like, they <laughs> fall into each other's breathing <laughs> rhythms immediately yeah. before they oh, take yeah. their first shot. You're like, Oh, these guys are intimate.
2: I've synced up breathing before. No, yeah,
1: yeah, no yeah,
0: hundred percent. My homoerotic sniper team. These are my guys. Um, and yeah, and they're, they're just and-
2: like still there for the entire movie because there are like yeah, multiple anytime, points where someone goes, goes by a, a window. window. Yeah, it Just yeah. gets opened up on. <laughs> it's just like they just they're just having a great time over there. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out. They've not worked a day in their life. They love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Some more, of,
0: some more of Tama's guys, like, kill the two cops they've left guarding the shitty truck, which doesn't even have, like, mm. a bulletproof windshield or anything. They both get, like, shot through the windshield.
1: Oh, I really enjoy that as well, because the first guy, it's like a perfect shot through the throat, one shot, instantly dead, and then they finish off the second guy by three guys lazily walking down and then shooting 500 bullets into the front of the car. <laughs> That's right. One shot, a one message. kill.
2: Done. Next step: five hundred shots, one kill. Let's <laughs> really Let fuck this on... average up. <laughs> Let's get yeah. this fucking guy done in.
0: And I, as part of the conceit, to like make the cops vulnerable. At this point, you have to believe this attracts no attention. There are no other cops in Indonesia, um, and and no one else is taking an interest. And also, the radios don't work, which we'll get to in a second. That's right. Um, it's a movie. Meanwhile, one of the guys who they zip tied and arrested, he like. Uh yeah, twists his, his arms in front of him, mm-hmm. grabs a machete, kills one cop, and then gets his hands back behind him and does the thing that like every American cop has been trained to believe everyone who approaches them is going to do. He just runs up towards him. It's like, help, help. You gotta the, the, the two gay snipers are like killing your friends in there with his hands behind him. And as the cop tells him to stop, he like perfectly reaction time shoots him. Um just doesn't even mm. give him a second. Which is... Okay.
2: Sure. For first appearance of a machete in the movie. 19 mm. minutes and 11 seconds. That's a pretty good average. Not not the last. That's oh, pretty solid.
1: The holdout machete that he's got taped under his kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly my table this machete. Situation.
0: <laughs> so you have, the, you have the sink gun, you have the table machete. You know?
2: Um, the fridge gun.
0: Yeah. So... At this point, Tama get, he cuts the lights, and the SWAT team are like huddled in the stairwell on the landing, and he gets on the microphone, he gets on the PA system, and he does some Warriors shit. This one goes out to the Warriors, that real mean-looking guy from Coney Island, and he goes, okay, uh, there's a bunch of cops here, I, you should probably kill them. If you do, you're free rent, forever. And most of all, most importantly, be yourself and have fun with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He <laughs> <himself> <laughs> with,
0: please enjoy
2: yourself. And I'm like, yeah, okay.
0: Nice. <laughs> it's a good management style. You know, it's people centric.
2: Um, oh, and they do enjoy themselves. There's a whole group oh, yeah. of fellas who roll up and are having the time of their fucking lives. Yeah,
0: because the, the, they set up to ambush them. A bunch of other guys from the machetes are trying to get through the door. Jaka like, then collars the, like, um, uh, the sort of nervous lieutenant. He's like, why are we actually here? Why haven't you and won't you call for backup? Um, d- d- what exactly is going on? And the turns like, uh, don't worry about it. At which point, because their vision is based on movement, the like guys open up on them with rifles, and we get a long gunfight. Um, this fucking at, goes at, hard is what at, at this here. point. Well, this is the thing. I don't like the gunfight stuff as much as the the martial arts stuff that follows it, because you, you can kind of you can see the airsoft. At times, yeah. you know, they're sort of miming the
2: recoil, and it's not as good. Um, well, to be fair, though, they, they, they use the guns right at the start yeah. to get, and then just, I guess, canonically, everyone runs out of bullets, because mm. this is the one scene where everyone just opens up, and then it's like, it's all punching after that yeah. point. You're not
1: running down to the shops at this point. No. <laughs> oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> no. You have, like, two clips, and you were yeah. not careful with those two clips.
0: They, they, they like, try and, the, the SWAT guys try and escape. Uh, they like mm-hmm. use an axe to break through the floor and stuff we get a yes, bit of sort nice. of like gun kind of martial arts you get my favorite genre of anything ever which is the John Wick thing of like punching someone with a gun and then shooting them with the same gun you just punched them with um which it's cool hugely in favor of that there is dubstep on the soundtrack at this point which dates it a bit um, sort of but then it goes. Then Rama decides, okay, you know yeah. what, I'm gonna, yeah. f- I'm gonna fix this problem, I'm gonna improvise, I'm gonna adapt, and I'm gonna overcome. Goes to a sink, goes into the cabinet under the sink, rips, with his bare hands, a like propane gas canister out of it, mm-hmm. puts it in the fridge, gets his boy to help him move the fridge next to the door, to create a sort of like directional explosive.
2: Yeah, create like a sort of fridge-breaching charge. Yeah, yeah. Um, um
0: which he then detonates by shooting it. That's and right. we see the, the like the entire hallway's obliterated, bunch of dudes get killed, the camera goes out. Tama's like, what the fuck was that? And then we get, we get the funniest line fucking line. It's <laughs> even funnier in, in the dub, right? What the oh, fuck God. was
2: that? Looks like we just learned what we're dealing with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> huh? A
2: guy that puts oh. gas
1: bottles in fridges and then <laughs> opens the door and then shoots the gas <laughs> bottle. Exactly Fuck. what I thought it was.
2: <laughs> Fuck, yeah. we didn't calculate for this. Like, this,
0: is, this, is, this is Andy, the like smart lieutenant, the secret long-lost brother, but you're not supposed to know that, but it's very obvious. That's him going like, you just learned who you're dealing with. And Tama gives him this look afterwards that's like, what? <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? <laughs> and I, I understand that, like, the point of this line in the screenplay is for, for Andy to essentially be saying, uh, looks like he's just done some James Bond shit, the likes of which we've never seen.
2: I'll tell you the point of this line of the screenplay Please. is so that it can be in the trailer. That's the fucking point uh, of that yeah. line of the screenplay. Yeah. That That's some that just happened shit. Like, that's like. Do you, do you see the fucking god, what was it called? Moonfall, right? Do you ever see the bloody no. trailer for Moonfall or something? No, Where they had Sam Tarly off Game of Thrones look directly at the camera and say, like, what are we doing right now? And someone else goes, we're inside the moon. And he goes, that's the <laughs> coolest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> if someone ever says some like trailer shit to me, we're done. It's on mm-hmm. site at that point,
0: yeah. So so, Tama's like, okay, we'll fucking clear out their rooms so we can start renting them again. This is how renting works in Britain too. Um, oh I, yeah, it is. I do think it's cool that like the bad guy in this movie is first and foremost a landlord, because yeah, great. I love to hate them, and you know, I, I I do think they would all try and do this shit if they could. Um, mm. At this point, Rama gets separated, right? With another guy who gets like wounded badly, he gets like his ear shut off or something. Another guy. It's
2: it's the dickhead guy. It's fucking Oh, um, it's, oh whoa. whoa,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so like Jaka and and the lieutenant like get separated from them. Um and they have to meet a mini boss. The guy who yeah. like bangs yeah. his machete blade on every surface he touches.
2: Yeah, first um, level boss appears in this scene. You get like the little like intro animation of him walking into the like in the fucking Aftermath of the propane tank fridge based explosion, you see him and his boys, brackets machete, just sort of like walking through and just hitting people kind of at random mm-hmm. in the sort of mists. And you're supposed to go, oh shit. And you know what? Fucking fair play to him. You do go, oh shit.
0: It's it's pure warriors, you know, with the beer yeah. bottles clinking together. Um, but at the same time, I'm just also thinking, like, bro, you're gonna you're gonna chip the blade. You're like bang that on like concrete and shit. You're gonna you're gonna get a big chip in there. You can't.
1: Uh, well, anyway, so He might be using it as a form of echolocation, maybe.
0: Uh, <laughs> that is cool. yeah, possible. dolphin. Yeah part um, th- dolphin. Th- I think this guy is just like credited as like machesse Boss or whatever. So that's right. Yeah, machete gang number one, and so he's about to—he's about to echolocate these cops when thirty-eight minutes in the movie starts, and S- some Penchak Salat breaks out as Rama, yeah! carrying his injured friend, runs into about fifty dudes, all of whom he takes to pieces. I—it's it, an audio medium; it's hard to explain, right? But. <laughs> There's a lot of people get sort of very violently killed here in a really entertaining to watch way. Not least because he's carrying both like half of this shit until he like has to put him against a doorframe to go and kill some more dudes.
1: One thing that really st- stuck with me from this scene is it's a, it's very leg
2: focused. All yeah, of his do- attacks are leg focused.
1: Yeah, It's all he- on the legs. Everyone's getting stabbed in the leg or sliced in the leg or punched in the leg. It's Almost entirely legs. Very straight.
2: It's leg day. Like, one of the first thing he does in this scene is, like, slam a knife into a guy, like, right up at the top of the thigh and then just pull it to the kneecap.
0: He does that, like, like twice, too. He, like, does that that. on different guys, you know? (sighs) That's the worst one. I can't- Oh, my God.
2: It's it's very upsetting. And it comes real early as well. Like, it's such, like-
0: all of these guys have machetes too. Do they keep them? No, they don't. They're constantly getting like kicked out of their hands and stuff.
1: Oh, and he's throwing them away as well. Like he'll he'll de-machete them and then get the machete out of the immediate area or kick it
0: off. He's yeah, making yeah. sure
1: they can't just you know like a NPC in a video game pick their gun back
0: up and start <laughs> going again. Yeah, and th- the other thing about this is Eco is really fucking. Fast too. Like a lot of this is editing, but a lot of it's not. And he it, honestly it reminds me of Bruce Lee more than anyone else. Just like he even gets a little sort of like aftermath moment where he has like killed the last guy there and he kind of like flexes a bit. And I'm just like, that's that's Bruce Lee shit to me. Um and a lot of a lot of martial artists have tried to be, and this is the like first one since Bruce Lee that I think actually achieves it.
2: Um we we get our first and of a thing that occurs like a couple of hundred times in this movie, which is this guy effortlessly dismantles like 50 guys. And then he sees four coming down the hallway and is like, I got to go. I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too much for me now. <laughs> like, I'm tired. I got to get, I got to take a fucking breather.
0: <laughs> yeah. He needs to like
2: recharge his mana. That's right. That's right. So he like, it's, well, it's the end of a level. So he gets to the, the door of the guy who he, Told Bo to fucking leave alone earlier and it's like, for fuck's sake, could you please let me in? And this guy yeah. is, uh, and he like, looks over at his wife who is sick in bed and his wife's like, no, don't fucking let him in.
0: A cab, absolutely yeah. do not. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but he, he like prevails on him and the guy lets him in. And what's really fascinating is, uh, well, actually, no, I'll, I'll do the machete scene first because it's great because you like immediately get like followed in.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he gets like hidden in like, a little crawl, crawl space, space behind the sofa, and it's
0: that guy just th- had his crawl very space ready crawl to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's like precisely two cops big, uh, just in case you need to hide two cops. <laughs> yeah, what these nice people are doing renting in Crime Tower,
2: I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, they're maybe in the Crime rates Tower. are just really good. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. I'm in Crime Tower, but it like yeah, it's, it's, it's way it's below like, Where market. else are you going to get like
0: Zone Two at this prices? You know. And you get like a nice tense scene as the machete guy comes in, starts stabbing into the crawl space no, 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 randomly.
2: No. no, two things. First of all, perfect shot from above, right? Of, mm-hmm. of machete guy like coming over the sofa, and it's from above. So you get most of the room, and then you get this like tiny little space where you can see the two cops hiding. Yeah. You see him approach it and we get the the point of view shot from mama where he's looking like he's staring at the door and obviously you're being set up to be like you're watching that door because that's how you know how you're going to get into that space so you want it to open you're expecting it to open and then suddenly the fucking machete like slides straight into view it's so good yeah, and you see it like perfect. coming yeah. towards him as he like
0: stabs further until we get to the to sort of the big hit of the scene, which is he like he's like stabs right next to his face, like his face is like wedged in place, and he's got like a cut on his cheek from this machete. And at like at that moment, the guy like distracts machete guy outside long enough for him to like get his hand under it so he can wipe his own blood off of it on the way out, so the guy isn't suspicious. It's really fucking tense. It's really good, Um, really solid, just phenomenal. So, (laughs) Machete Gang, Machete Gang leaves, and at this point, we have to do a classic of the genre: you got to do surgery on this guy to get the bullet out. Um, Where Boa has been like shot, and (laughs) this is is a great moment where they're looking for like a knife or like forceps or something, and the guy has like a cake slice or chopsticks, and Boa just goes like, "Fuck you, look again." (laughs) <laughs> and like clearly in agony. Um but so he he like he gets the out, Boa's convalescing, and then we get this fascinating scene where it I, I would describe this as sort of like it it makes sense for a society where the police are in general much less trusted, right? Um and where mm-hmm. sort of anti-police sentiment is much more widespread, where this like every man goes yeah, you're probably being bribed to do this. Your boss is probably corrupt. Um I I don't know why you're even here. I've seen that detective, the fucking polo shirt guy. I've seen him here a bunch of times before. So this is some sinister bullshit. And Rama's defense against this is an inverse of a sort of familiar thing, which I can only describe as like there are a few good apples. <laughs> like, <laughs> I promised. Yeah, like w- what he says is not every cop is swayed by money, sir. If I believe that I would have never opened the door. A great <laughs> voice acting on both sides. <laughs> really <for one>. solid. <laughs> oh, dead, um. But, like, I, I really like that a few good apples thing of, like, listen, okay, 99% of us are corrupt, right? But, d- d- not me, though, right? So there is still some hope. Uh, which, I just, I don't know, I really like it. I, I, I think we we may sort of, like, find ourselves heading in that direction lately. Um, so he he leaves Boa to convalesce and he just like exits to that's try right. and like find his boys we've established
2: um, that Rama is, is kind and he's willing to look after an injured teammate however we also recognize that having an injured guy around is not going to be good for a karate movie right? so we mm-hmm. get that guy out of the fucking movie now don't worry about right. him we'll pick him up at the end he gets dropped off <laughs> and Rama leaves yeah. and he runs into the same like four guys that he Initially, earlier decided were too much for him. And you see him like, re- he runs away from them and he gets to a door that's locked and you see him enter, okay, I'm going to have to have a fight now mode. Mm-hmm. And he like stands in in the fucking corridor. And it's like the bit in Ipmon where Ipmon shows that he's now taking the fight seriously by getting into Ipmon pose. And you go, <laughs> ah, beautiful. It's time for yeah. Penchak Salat to occur.
0: And, and let me tell aw- you, some, some Penchak
2: alot occurs. Um th- <laughs> this is this is the, the fight where I noticed something about Ram, which is that he starts he starts off just like hitting motherfuckers. Like he's just hitting people yeah. at the start. And then in every fight there's just a certain point where he's like, Alright, time to start killing. And then after that <laughs> he's just like a whirlwind of knives and shit. But like for the he's first like, like half, half of a fight, off. he's just punching people. Yeah. <laughs> and then but the first kill is always spectacular. And the first kill in this fight is the Ooh. door thing.
0: Oh the door thing. Ow. No, the I The door I, thing. I, the door thing he he like a, a door gets broken and he body slams a dude neck first down onto the sort of like jagged remnants of the door and <laughs> then just sort of like watches him bleed out on the door for a second just like
2: Ew. Body slam even like undersells it, right? Because what yeah. he what he does is he grabs this dude by the head and then jumps backwards, pulling him like stretching the neck out as he goes down, and then lands neck first on the shattered like door frame, and it is visceral. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. It, it, he, you take a couple of beats just to like comprehend it, and then he's right back to the action again. Well, like, what you have to
1: understand is that that was the most efficient way to do that. It's not, you know, it wasn't meant to be a gory <laughs> oh. kill, he wasn't trying for that, it's just that that's the smallest number of moves to take that guy out, is to sort of wrench <laughs> his neck onto
0: a broken door. <laughs> there's, there's another great character moment, too, like a second earlier than this, which is he kicks a guy, like, off a balcony where he falls across the landing and lands with his back sort of, like, perfectly Cracking on another concrete balcony. And then he runs, right? He just, like, he has gotten that guy out of the way and he runs. W- that guy's mate follows him through the door a second later, and you get, like, a, a beat of the guy looking at his friend sort of, like, perfectly thrown and snapped in half on this balcony and just goes, like, ooh. <laughs> Which- <laughs> yeah, he's it's just like, like Oh yeah maybe okay. maybe I don't want to chase him actually, but he does, and he gets killed Because, um, you know you must be loyal to your landlord at this point. he has to like jump out a window and ride a guy out the window down onto a fire escape, and he he gets the like
2: yeah, that's hurt. the first level boss, yeah, uh, that's machete guy,
0: machete guy who gets killed, thusly, but then he gets like the status effect hurt applied from this. <laughs>
2: Yeah, for the, for the remainder of this shot.
0: Yeah. He, <laughs> he, like, stumbles through the apartment, there's like a woman smoking crack there, and seeing another woman reminds him of his nice woman, it reminds him of his wife. <laughs> and so he just, like, stumbles down the hallway, and he's like, wife. He's, like, thinking about wife. <laughs> he enters the wife reverie, as happens to all of us in times of crisis. He's opening up the wife atrium in his mind palace. <laughs> and he's sort of like looking at the wife contained therein.
2: God, God, what I wouldn't give to go to the wife atrium! <laughs> it's it's like the butterfly tunnel at like a zoo or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, you can't
1: touch the wives, and they will move away from you. But it is very pleasant to be in their presence.
2: They're very delicate. Like you don't want yeah, to try yeah. to touch the wives. Mm-hmm.
0: No flash photography either, but you know. Mm, that's... Um... And, and then he gets like, bundled into an apartment, and then we go back to, to Jaka, who makes a mistake, because he gets in a fight, and he gets in a fight with Mad Dog, and- S- Second level boss. Second level boss. And then, he pull, Jaka pulls a knife, Mad Dog pulls a gun, and Jaka kind of just like, freezes there like, ah, yeah, I, I, I see you've sort of like, bested me on this one, I've, I've fallen into a popular idiom. <laughs> right, I brought a knife to a gunfight. Um, but luckily, Mad Dog is Mad Dog is a video game boss who loves to like set up his own boss fights more than anything. And so while the lieutenant like escapes with some other random cop, mad dog just goes, Okay, yeah, I'm gonna back you into this room with a gun, unload the gun, and be like, Yeah, I hate killing people's guns, it's boring. It's like ordering takeout. Instead, what I want to do is beat the shit out of you. And that's what he does. He and Jaka get in a fight, and Jaka puts up like a strong showing, but then ultimately gets put in like a, a sort of a neck hold. And one of my favorite tweets—it's by a, a, a Twitter user called Viney go <laughs> off! And the tweet—the tweet says, the tweet "Sweet dreams, you piece of shit. I try to snap the prison guard's neck, but instead I just make him look to the left very quickly." <laughs> And so Mad Dog, Mad Dog makes him look to the left very quickly. <laughs> right.
1: We get like a fake out neck twist before the final yeah. neck twist as well. The like, where he takes an enormous run up, grabs the head, yeah, swings yeah. his entire body around it like he's going around a set of monkey bars or whatever. But then with the effect of just sort of moving him a bit, like, <laughs> it's, it's
2: amazing. <laughs> It's, it's so acrobatic, but absolutely, like, no result.
0: Yeah, he just sort of does chiropractic on him on the first try, <laughs> and then the second try he actually does the, like, neck snap, which... What?
2: I mean, Mad, Mad Dog is a man who simply loves a fight, and after he's yeah. already won this fight, he's just, like, stands perfectly still waiting for this guy to get back up so he can keep fighting him. But he's, like, gone at this point, so he's just doing moves that he's always wanted to try at this point. <laughs> so he's like, fuck it, let's see if I can do the next spin things. If I, just-
1: I wonder if
0: this one works.
1: Oh, it doesn't. Okay, well.
2: All right, back to old classic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, having killed him, he essentially, like, grabs Jaka's dead-ass corpse and goes, I'm taking this. I'm bringing <laughs> this with me. Smile. <laughs> yeah. This is a keeper? Yeah. Meanwhile, Andy, the, like, brains of the operation... Uh, in his little fucking next cardigan has, has bundled Rama into a room and you get the big reveal. of Oh my God, they were brothers the whole time. It's not that big of a reveal. There's barely any plot in this movie. Worth pointing
1: out maybe at this point that Andy kind of nice with it. He's wearing yeah. like a very sensible sort of nice shirt, but he's got that kind of covert physicality to him where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. he's wearing a
0: nice shirt. But he's also, I think he's he might be a little bit muscular, kind of nice with him and th- they have this argument which is essentially my dad sent me to like bring you back from the crimes uh s- stop doing crimes and Andy doesn't want to because it you know much like me in podcasting this is the only thing he knows how to do and it's the only thing he's ever been good at um, <laughs> first of all that's simply
2: not true second is like but what it, but what do you do brother yeah, like what do brains. you bring to the to the operation
1: I think he's mostly in crime logistics, mm, no, yes. he's crime mm-hmm. crime HR, crime sort of so personnel sort of a issues. Crime
0: consultancy, yeah. Um, yeah. He's, oh, he's, on, he's on the management He's track. a crime agile consultant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so he, he like, tells Rama, listen, just try and, try and get out quickly, and Rama's like, no, not without my dudes. Um, and Andy's like, okay, fine, whatever. I, I gotta go meet with the boss. So I'm... He meets up with Mad Dog, Mad Dog is just bringing Jacka's corpse with him, which, which Rama sees, and is like, fuck. And then we get this great scene where, like, Andy, Mad Dog, and Jaka's dead-ass body are in the elevator, and they have a sort of, like, competitive henchman chat, which I really like, where Mad Dog's like, oh, he's not gonna be happy with you, you didn't even bring him one dead guy, I got a whole dead guy. You know, where's your <laughs> dead guy?
2: Yeah, like the <laughs> elevator's in Mass Effect 1. That's just like having a little chat on the way up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like- and, I, and Andy's
0: like, uh, you know, he's, he's fine. He's not going to want a dead guy from me. You know, I'm I'm on. You know, I'm sort of I'm streamlining stuff. You know, um,
2: but he did want a dead guy. It turns out.
0: Yeah, he gets up there and he's like, "Where's my dead
2: guy?" I mean, like, bro, you haven't brought me a single dead guy. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And Mad Dog, you can tell Mad Dog is like. Should've brought a fucking dead guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dipshit.
0: Specifically said to you about the dead guy. A guy um, like me would never
2: be caught lacking a dead guy like that.
0: Yeah, and so as punishment for lacking a dead guy, uh, he gets, like, stabbed through the hand. Like, attached to a table and stabbed through the hand. Um, and of course, it's revealed that somehow he forgot that there's fucking CCTV everywhere, and he's seen him having the whole, like, brothers chat. And now he's quite peeved at him for the whole brothers thing. At which point it occurs to me: it's been a minute since we saw any Penchak Salat. We're about to fix that's right.
2: that. Don't worry about it.
0: Rama meets up with the lieutenant and this other cop, and they enter the drug lab for the drug lab fight. And the drug that's lab right. fight is the best fight in the movie. I I don't want to like. That's my opinion. You know, I think it's the best one, partially because. There's really good VFX for like everything except guns in this movie, and it, like the, the, the stuff that they've added for like the violence in this. There's a there's a, a shot in this where Rama kicks a guy in the face, and you can see the like sweat spray off the guy's opposite cheek, and like yeah, I'm fucking
2: rolls. <laughs> yeah, really, it's so fucking sick too. I always hate to do this kind of movie because I end up just like sitting here being like, yeah, and that was fucking cool. And that was fucking cool.
1: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a difficult movie to describe in terms of plot pacing. Because as you said, there's none. There's like two things that happen in it. And the rest of it is just like, and then well, there was about 15 minutes of continuous cool shit. And then they walked up mm-hmm. some stairs into a 12 minutes of continuous cool shit, which was very sick, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah! So, oh yeah. yeah. It's all it, it, very it's- good. It, fe- it feels like Watch being the movie, like s- so sort of six years old and being like, and then he kicks him in the face, and then he kicks him across the table full of cocaine, and and then and then a, a he kicks guy him likes- all
2: over the gap. I'll tell you yeah. why this is my favorite fight scene, um, and it's for a completely different reason than yours. It's because the lieutenant's in the scene, oh, and he like, and they, at this point, like, Gareth is like, well, fuck, we can't just have him just like stand there, not do and, like so T poses until the end of the fucking scene. So, you get, like, the shots of Rama and also, like, random surviving Mook. Don't get attached. It's, like, doing unbelievable penchak-slot, and then it cuts across to the lieutenant who is, like, taking ten full seconds to pick up a chair and hit a guy with it. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, yeah, you're here too. That's nice.
0: The only thing they could think to do with him was, like, slow but, like, really strong. So, he only mm. has one move, which is pick up the nearest piece of office furniture, and like, crash it on top of a guy. Yeah, uh, he's operating
1: he... on a sort of Captain Falcon Ganondorf kind of paradigm, <laughs> whereas everybody else is a sort of Star Fox type deal. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. It's 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 really good, is the main thing. At, at which point, once again, they get separated. Rama happens across the, like... Torture room that they have where Mad Dog is just like beating the shit out of Andy like a like a punch bag. Mm-hmm. And Mad Dog sees the opportunity for another boss fight. And he's like, okay, i let this guy go and I'm gonna fight both of you at once for the so sort of it's 15 of the last fuck. 20 minutes of this movie.
1: <laughs> this and communicated so- entirely silently as well, where he's yes. just like holds up a hand, he's like bop, 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 and then sort of spreads them apart with his hands. And he's like, wait a second, okay.
2: <laughs> Let's go. It certainly does. It's, it's really nice. so good. Like he he sees he sees Rama come in. Rama at this point is um doing the Ipmon pose again, like in mm-hmm. Ipmon two, where and and he just sees him and he goes beautiful and just like unhooks unhooks Andy like. Winches the fucking hook back up to the ceiling. <laughs> it's
1: such a nice touch. He's like tidying it's, up after himself. Yeah, He's like, well, yeah. if I put it away now, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to put it away later. So I'm just gonna exactly. do this. I, I'm
0: not- I'm not gonna like give you the opportunity to do a, like an environmental kill here with the chain, you know? <laughs> yeah, That's no going way. safely back where it belongs. And and we get a long fight. And I, I like the long fights less because we've seen that like, Wrong. one or two of these blows <laughs> kill someone instantly. And now you do, like, a long fight scene, someone has to absorb, like, dozens of them.
1: Yeah, this but is it's... also on Final Fantasy rules where, like, they mm. just have enormous amounts of HP, but the mechanics stay mm. the same. So, using the same moves, it just takes an hour and a half instead of five minutes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: and, like, Mad Dog tries to do his special move of making Rama look to the left very quickly, but it doesn't take...
2: There's one move in particular that I really want to highlight from Mad Dogs, which is that like Andy has been knocked to the ground, as has Mad Dog. And Mad Dog is sort of like perpendicular to Andy. And he rolls across Andy's entire body. And as he rolls past his head, he like elbows him really hard in the head. <laughs> and it's such a like, oh come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
0: fucking good. Yeah, you, you like crawl across someone else's body and like each time you go fast you're like hitting them with your elbows <clears throat> too. like yeah never never not be punching someone
2: that's fucking right that's right it really it does a really good job of establishing that these two dudes were not going to be able to beat this guy on their own Mm -hmm. because they're getting the shit kicked out of them mad like mad dog even nearly wins
1: yeah he is the star of the film like he fucking is most charisma best moves uh ranked most powerful Similar sort of t- the same actor's appearance in John Wick 3, where, like, the whole setup of the scene is like, oh, this guy's way better than the main character. It's just, you know, he wins through, like, happenstance or whatever. Yeah. This
0: Like, Mad Dog became a sort of a meme on the 2011 Indonesian language internet, or Indonesianet, like, in sort of the same way that Chuck Norris did. There's a lot of like oh, wow. image macros of him which uh, I cannot read of him like advancing towards the camera like he's going to fuck all of your shit entirely up. Uh which, same yeah. sort of like <laughs> if
1: Yayan ruined falls in a pool he doesn't get wet the water gets
2: yeah, ruined right. yeah yeah
0: exactly yeah God, um, oh,
2: he's so fucking good.
0: <laughs> but in in, in <laughs> the course so of he gets so much
2: work and he deserves it man. He's yeah. just you you There's want a, a guy Rogue in One, the movie two. that's that's this guy, you, you just hire him. Mm, yeah. They like, put him in uh, a Star
1: Wars movie, and they should have put way more of him in that Star Wars movie. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yeah, we gotta do Rogue One. I think he's in Predators as well, even. In the course of this, he like accidentally breaks a fluorescent lamp by like getting flipped over another dude. Um and Andy like grabs a piece of the like shattered fluorescent tube and stabs him in the neck with it.
2: Yeah, and then and, having- and you're like, "Oh, that's that's the killing blow." No, Wrong. no, no, because eh, he, idiot. he he like
0: <laughs> even if he's bleeding to death, right? At this point, Mad Dog is like, "Fuck it, one last combo."
2: My boy <laughs> like, is tapped like a maple tree, and he keeps fucking going. <laughs> like, he, like, he's still fucking swinging, and he still nearly extracting wins, extracting
0: his sap, and he is like still kicking the absolute fuck out of these two, <laughs> like. It only stops when Rama is able to like grab hold of the fucking uh, like fluorescent light tube and like cut his entire throat with it. It's mm-hmm. gross. It's horrible. <laughs> and that's that's Mad Dog, you know. And and then with five minutes left in the runtime, the movie's like, oh fuck, we got to end the movie now.
2: So yeah, I mean, that's the end of the movie. Really, is the two of these guys work together to kill like, the, the final boss, and then it's like, all right.
0: Yeah.
2: He's the, reached fight nirvana. I've just noticed the, I wrote the, down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's true. The lieutenant, like, goes and arrests Tama, kills the other cop.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, which genuinely, as this scene started, I began writing the note, God, I hope nothing bad happens to the one <laughs> nameless grunt in this yeah, scene. Cop and two? I didn't get to the end of the sentence yeah. <laughs> before, before we get there Why he, like, shoots him, like... Oh, he's betraying us, kind of, kind of deal. He
0: cop too, um, and so, so, why you kind of like gets Tama in a headlock and ho- like holds a gun on him and tries to like walk his way to the entrance, holding him hostage, and Tama explains to him, "No, no, you, you fucked up here, right? Clearly, you, your boss has sent you here to get killed, and if you come back, they're not gonna like you know reward you; they're just gonna kill you." But in the drop, in the, it, but in the dub, in the English dub of this, there's some great fucking delivery, because he tells him, what happens if you come back is you get-
1: A fucking pillow over your face. Huh? Huh? When you are sleeping, you are FUCKING DONE! You are out! Asshole. <laughs> he's doing the, the end of fucking Willy Wonka, where he's like, you did nothing!
0: You weren't done! <laughs> you are out! I I love the cadence of honestly
2: all of that. <laughs> like When you are you, sleeping is so. When you good. are
0: sleeping, if you watch, <laughs> if you watch the raid with the English dub, it's sort of a much worse movie. Mm. Apart from the dialogue, is way funny. <laughs> I do like that. Uh, that scene is
1: just. A really good inversion of having, like, oh, wow, this guy's using his cunning silver tongue to like completely <laughs> demoralize this man. And the guy just, he just shoots him, just shoots him yeah, right in the face. Like, oh,
0: oh, oh, okay. Well, murder, suicide time. Shoots him, tries to kill himself, runs out of bullets, gets arrested by Rama. And then Rama and Andy sort of leave together. And Andy's like, yeah, not all cops are bad. There's like a few good apples. You should find this one good apple cop. The one will, good like, cop. You. That's right. Yeah, who who will help you? And who I have the name of. Okay. Yeah, Bonoir. Um, and also, you know, I'm not going with you because you know I'm just a crim and you're a cop, and that's just who we are. It fits me and my personality and my lifestyle choice. So this is sort of a criminal acceptance (laughs) or a criminal tolerance movie. You know, it's like, and some people just just like that. You know, and that's fine. That's that's good too. It's equally valid. And, and and they part ways, and that's the movie. That's the raid. What a picture. What did we learn from this picture?
1: Penchak's a lot. Pretty good. So fucking Pretty solid. good.
0: So fucking good.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's in- I don't think my body is capable of moving fast enough to do any of the martial arts, but that's the one I can't <laughs> do the most. That is the oh, yeah. one that's furthest out of my reach.
0: So sort of the, the, the gap for me between what I'm sort of least able to do and what I most want to be able to do. Because if you if you told me yeah you know we're we gonna like train you to do the fucking like knee stab thing <laughs> you like yeah great okay when do we start uh but mm, I'm a podcaster you know I have a podcasting physique
1: imagine how self fulfilled and self actuated you would self actualized you would be if you were a master of pen checks a lot be incredible
2: Ugh. and you're just like I, still I w- podcasting yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> just like setting setting up podcasts the same way Mad Dog sets up fights, where it's just like, no, no, I I don't I don't use I don't use this kind of microphone. That's you know it takes all the fun away from me, I'm just gonna yell really loud, you know. <laughs>
2: <sighs> Man, it's just good. Like it's just good. It's a, he's a great director. I fucking love Yian Ryan. it's just he- mm-hmm. my beloved Sniper Team. Oh, Sniper Team. <laughs> <laughs> Big ups to sniper team. I think that's the that's the takeaway from this. Is in a world specialized in melee fight, being a sniper is really good. Yeah, yeah. Be be
0: a sniper. Um, is the lesson from this? Do, do, are we rating this one? Is this like a mainline thing or is it a bonus? What do we think?
2: <laughs> I mean, we could give it a solid go at rating it.
0: Yeah, all right. I mean, it doesn't we have we have a science-based system on this podcast on a scale of like 1 to 7. It's called the Scum System. It stands for Smarm, Cultural Insensitivity, Unprovoked Violence and Misogyny. <laughs> how, how, how how smarmy would we say that the movie The Raid Redemption is? Not, 0 Not usually. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I, I think I think they call me 007 on this one. Yeah, zero cultural sensitivity. How the fuck would I know? Zero. <laughs> zero. It'd I've maybe got to imagine.
0: Yeah, maybe it's colorist. I don't I know. Mean, There's like one colour. machete looked into guy into like it. much darker skin than everyone I
2: didn't else. Didn't think, think that's we'd be rating it.
0: it. No,
1: I. Uh, there is every chance that this is, you know, Indonesia through the eye of a Welshman <laughs> that we are seeing. <laughs> <laughs> that this is interpreted in some like really fucked up way, but uh yeah, don't know enough about it to have any of the C- Cultural
0: on insensitivity
2: mark. for me to state. Unprovoked violence
0: twenty-seven.
2: Unprovoked violence.
0: Mm, they try to arrest two men. Everybody else gets fucking killed, right? There's one guy at the beginning who gets woken up by, like, two cops pressing duct tape over his mouth, having sort of, like, Alice's first date experience, right? And that's it. Everybody else is getting stabbed. You know how badly...
2: the first guy we see who gets like pulled off the chair. Yeah, is that a non lethal garotting? Is a non-lethal a garrot- that a non lethal garotting? Well, I mean, it, okay, I forgot he got garotted. Okay, not that guy. Just like,
0: think- looking <laughs> at his totally garotted corpse is like your fucking neck, sunshine.
1: <laughs> they might have just strangled him. We don't really see that. We just
0: see the backwards <laughs> movement. You could be right. They don't they also don't like transport anyone out because their truck gets taken anyway. So like the guys who they like zip tied, they're just like lying <laughs> just on the in floor, there still. Just, just in oh, there, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. <laughs> Presumably Andy's gonna go around and just like untie yeah. everyone at the end of it.
0: Oh, you wanna be careful doing that. You wanna get one of the sort of special cast as Anyway. <laughs> well no uh, you don't. Yeah, no, it's fine, it's fine. You get a cool story out of it. Um unprovoked violence, twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Misogyny Misogyny has got two women in it. One of them's perfect because she's a housewife and pregnant, and the other one's smoking crack. That's pretty fucking misogynistic, as far as I'm concerned.
1: We do also have the third woman, uh, which is the the good guy living in Crime City's wife who says, hey, don't help that cop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's right.
2: Okay, that's pretty Uh, good. mm. Yeah, I think so- this firmly represents the three kinds of women. That's true. <laughs> I think we can so, say so that of, by introducing That's a third woman, it's
0: complicated the, the sort of wo- paradigm of women sufficiently for me to only give it a sort of like a three out of seven, um, <laughs> making this an even well, thirty. I'll, I'll <laughs> listen to you on that. And our first question mark rating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I would like very much to award a Kaufman star to, to the sniper team. Who explore each other's bodies above Um, and beyond? Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. What have we? What have we learned from this? What can we say to conclude this? What can we possibly say? Check your corners. Stay frosty out there.
1: Mm -hmm. Lock your door. That's right. Yeah. Yeah,
2: If you're a henchman,
0: yeah. (laughs) Learn pen checks a lot. Learn pen checks a lot. Learn sniping is the other thing. Yeah, you want to get on that sniping career track because even the management career track isn't safe. So the sniping yeah, the, career track—the
1: mm. best way to punch a man to death is from two hundred yards away with a sniper rifle.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, with a little bullet punching. There's, there's—you know what they say, right? If you want to get rich in a gold rush, sell picks and shovels. If you want to get rich during a sort of a martial arts uh fight,
2: bring a sniper rifle.
0: That's and, right. You know, remain sort of five hundred meters away. Uh. Ben, thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> I'll
2: make my final conclusion and we'll, then we'll ask you where you, we can find additional Ben. Mm. To me, I, I watched a lot of this kind of movie. I watched, I watched this quite recently. I watched um, a lot of Hong Kong action films. I watched mm. um, Ong Bak, Muay Thai Warrior, which also fucking rules. Ong Bak 2 actually is better. Um, I watched Triple R. And I think I can conclusively state that every culture on this earth is united with an absolute love of seeing dudes kick the absolute dick out of each other. Yes, And yeah. I think that if we all came together and made one final action movie, that we could attain world peace.
0: Now, w- what I'd like you, the, the listener, to do is I'd like to go back, transcribe that word for word, engrave it on a big marble slab, and have it taken to the lobby of the United Nations, where it can replace That's their true. charter... This is is how we're going to do world peace, is by making the ultimate action movie. And you know what? Steven Seagal's been trying to do that for years, and do we give him any credit for it? No.
1: I think you're sort of positing a world in which we attain pure harmony through the Kumite, as depicted in Bloodsport, where every nation sends (laughs) a fighter (laughs) to a secret (laughs) tournament.
0: Why can't we all just get along? Should do Bloodsport, too. Yeah, we've got to do The Warriors. Oh my God, as well. that's a perfect movie. God damn. But not Bloodsport 2. Bloodsport 2 is not a perfect movie. Uh, ben, if the people want more Ben, where can they find you? Um,
1: I live in uh, the suburb of Orkinflower in Brisbane, postcode 4066. <laughs> uh, you can find me around there most days. I'm uh, mm-hmm. also on the podcast Bunta Vista. Uh, and we do an episode a week about news that is not interesting enough to have gone viral. It's 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 pretty good, I think. Sometimes some of the episodes are so. pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, big fan. You should listen to Buntavista. You should that's also yeah. listen to us because we got a Patreon as well. Uh, which is yeah, that's be right costing money again. So that's you know, right. If you wanna- We're
2: closing that paywall back down, motherfucker. You've <laughs> that's had right. like four months of free bonuses. I, I saw eat- my energy bill and I was like turn it back on. So <laughs> 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 We can only be kind for so long.
0: Yes. So our next bonus episode is Pedro Almodovar. That isn't all about my mother. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck
2: you. Good night. Earlier today, you were talking about wanting to do a different one.
0: Yeah. God, what was I talking about wanting to do? It's not important. I I, no, it's end of watch. But I won't do end of watch. We'll do that. Meantime, thank you for listening. Fuck off.
2: Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. Abby, obviously, couldn't be at this one as she was busy in New York City. Um, So we had to take matters into our own hands, uh, which means that this is not part of a typical bonus free scenario. The next episode is a free one. And then after that will be all about my mother unless I can convince Alice to uh, change her mind again, which I think would be very, very funny, but it will be quite difficult. Obviously, as this comes out on the 22nd, 23rd of February, next week, it's March, and that will be the end of the Banquet of Forgiveness. If you would like to continue receiving bonus episodes after now, you are going to have to let me see that green. (laughs) But some people are still supporting us, despite there being absolutely no reason to do so, and I would be remiss if I did not thank our £15 and above patrons, and those are Candy Fox, Freya Aloysius, Gustavo Lira, Jack Holmes, Mike Berg, Hannah Oberhart, Nick Boris, Kentucky Fried Commie, Yarek, Nato Mori, Cohen Enright, Harriet DeCock, Devon's Secret Nemesis, all of my nemeses are publicly known. Labour Delenda Est, A Girl Named Cat and a Cat Named Dreadful, Ozymandias, Beef Crime, Library Hitman, Max Gaimanheart, Callan Burney, Jack Drummond, Jonathan Gurdis, Kit Divine, Hell, Jay Mandel, Lysomish, Jonathan Siegel, Tarp O, Big Titty Goth Girl, Harrison Fuller, Mothman, George Rohack, Trip, Isopod Gal, Clara Roasting Marshmallows, Oh no, it's Andrew, 95, Violet Cybra. Alex, the spy who ruined my marriage, Liz and Ash in Florida, a trans robot, Men's Room Louie, Ronan, Annie Ruby, Connor's cool big sister, Walscott, Sophia Lucifera, Maz, Zoe Shepard, my jokes keep being on the wrong episode, Elizabeth Cox, Finn Ross, Quinn Valeri, Roll History Pod, Josie, Alfredo, Artemis Potter and Elizabeth Ball, Turfs Eat Shit and Die Alone, Gray Area, Wolfie, Al Irwin, Robert Greensmith, Millie, Josh Simmons, and Lauren Bastin. that's that's a good few god thank you so much you help us commit our time and effort towards making this show the best that can be your James Bond is Alice Abigail and Devon. our producer is the wonderful Nate Bethea and our podcast art is by Matty Lubchansky and our website is by Tom Allen see ya